Oh boy, here we go. It is a stretch show for a hump day. Trying to get back out of this hole that is my illness of a life. Oh man, here we go. Gonna get the hump day rolling. Gonna get through this. Gonna keep powering through the week. Getting closer to the weekend. Gonna get the moto show where I, I am assuming I am planning on being there live in the studio with all the numbnutses. So that'll be a crowded studio on Saturday. Because I am rolling out there to get away from my house. Sounds like a fun time. On the show today, coming up in mere moments, we will talk with Mr. Cooper Webb. That's who we're going to talk to. Cooper Webb, the man, the myth, the legend. Running out of Florida now. He packed up his stuff, moved to Florida, got super serious, got back on track on his moto career. Now he's sitting at number two in the points. Just five points behind Eli Tomac. We'll talk to him. Then, after that, we'll get into the regular part of the show. We got Eli in the middle of the show, if you missed yesterday. We got a dude that freaked out on an airplane coming out of L.A. to Boston. I got a fun story from Walmart that shows you that crime uh, really doesn't pay. Really, really doesn't pay. I got a stripper story for you. She's out of Florida. Yeah, no, it's my what the Florida story of the day up in ya. Fistful of Florida coming hard today. I got news out of China. They banned uh, women modeling lingerie on their live stream, I guess like home shopping channels where they sell stuff. Lingerie is very popular and the very, very popular ones were women's lingerie and now the government has been like, yeah, you put women in lingerie, you're getting punished and banned for obscenity. So they got a workaround. Even in China, there's a workaround, and we'll get into that story. Got a lady, showed up to a house butt naked, broke in, attacked a homeowner with a frying pan, told him to get the F out of my house before I kill you. Things don't go well for her. Story is not from Florida, but it should be. And I have a whole lot more because, well, it's what I do. I got stuff on uh, an interesting study on COVID because it seems like the United States burying its head in the sand, not telling you about stuff about COVID. Uh, is interesting. The United States buried its head to say on a lot of things. I'm going to get into a whole breakdown of that. In fact, let's go off on after the interview with Mr. Cooper Webb, we will get into this, just the rants, the crazy stuff. Tucker Carlson's releasing stuff. There's so much stuff that we have all been lied to about that it's insane and it's glaring and in our face and what's being done about it, nothing because the media doesn't really report it. They stay in the bag of the left, and the left is the ones that have been perpetrating this fraud against the American people. So we'll talk about that after we talk to my BFF, Mr. Cooper Webb, coming up here in moments. It's a hump day, sick day, do what you gotta do day. And we'll be right back at it after this little bit of rock and roll in that ass. Big, 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 the Big 49 Moto. Come in it. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, we all know that Joe Shimoda from the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team was supposed to be a threat to win the title this year in the 250 East, and then he got hurt with the shoulder injury and hasn't even been at a single gate drop yet this season. And I got to tell you, he's back on the bike, which means he's coming back sooner rather than later. 
And I have to ask myself this, with Joe Shimoda coming back into the mix, are we going to see Danger Boy Deegan back on a podium again? Joe Shimoda is a formidable opponent to win the championship. You've got Anstey doing really well. You've got Hunter Lawrence who's on fire. What's going to happen to all the star racing Yamaha guys once Joe Shimoda gets back in the mix? I don't know. It's going to get interesting. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up. One hour from now. Big 49, it's stretching right now. We are sitting down with my friend Cooper Webb and Coop. Just missing the top of the box tonight on the podium. Coming in second place here in Daytona. Another great ride. Another epic battle with you and Eli and Chase. You guys just going at it. You guys are clearly separating out from the pack. Does it feel good to be in, in a dogfight like this and to just have this suspense and this gnarliness every single week between the three of you guys? Or would you ha rather have it, you know, a, a different way? Yeah, I mean, I surely wish it wasn't us three. I wish it was just a solo. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's good competition for sure. And uh, we each have our strengths. And I think we're elevating, you know, Supercross at the moment. So uh, I'm yeah. sure we'll all look back in 10 years and relish it. But right now it's uh, – it's every man for themselves. All right, and as you try to get that, you know, that top spot, your five points back on Eli right now, which really isn't that much, uh, went away. When you look at the rest of the season, we're here at the halfway point. Uh, uh, how do you like the rest of the tracks moving forward for your style of riding? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think all of them, you know, are suit me well. You know, there's there's certain places that are better than others. I think. Yeah, Daytona has always been good to me. Uh, yeah. I've been on the podium every time I raced, and I've uh, been close twice now. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's nice just I think sleeping in our own bed. You know, I drove up, yeah. and just a good weekend. But uh, yeah, moving forward, I think you know I really like Indy, Detroit, the Seattle rounds, um, Salt Lake. So. Yeah, obviously a lot of good rounds coming up, and um, but but yeah, I guess it's nice just race where I live now in Florida. All right, and let's talk about the style of track that we have here in Daytona. It's basically a NASCAR track. They put a motocross-style track, if you will, out in the infield. It's really, really big and fast and very different than anything we see the rest of the Supercross season. I, I guess we have... Uh, Atlanta coming up which is similar and we're going to have a lot of this coming in the super motocross season in the playoffs so do you like these better and as far as uh, this style of racing or regular supercross racing what's the difference in how you got to set up your bike to be ready for a track like this one tonight uh, I think this one's nothing like Atlanta okay. um, but they are yeah. different for sure I think yeah. you got to have to make a few adjustments I think the biggest difference is our speeds are a lot higher yeah. Uh, that's what at least I noticed today. Like we're hitting all the obstacles at a much higher speed, especially these back straightaways. So um, yeah. it's hard. I mean, we actually didn't change anything really from normal. So yeah. for me, it was uh, another day. But I definitely think you got to make some adjustments, especially for maybe Atlanta. All right, Kupla, final question of the night from us. And we were seeing a little rain. There was rain in the forecast. We got some. It was uh, kind of on and off Florida style more than what we, you know, California, it rains all night if it's going to rain. So uh, how were you ready for that? I know that Eli told us that he was, you know, he was ready for the rain, but what did you do to get ready? Yeah, same. I think it's it's tough. This this track in general is already a little hard to see with the black dirt and being at night. So okay. I was tearing a lot of tear-offs at first, yeah. uh, kind of, you know, counting them in my head how many I had. And, <laughs> um, yeah. But then, like I said, it stopped raining. But yeah. Eli, I saw, did the roll-off and... Um, I was like, man, questioning at first, but then luckily it stopped. Yeah. All right. Well, Cooper, congratulations on another great finish tonight. Staying right there in the championship hunt. 
just lurking behind Eli, putting that pressure on, that patented Cooper style. Uh, can't wait to see what happens in Indianapolis next week. Hopefully we'll talk to you again up here on the podium. Best of luck to you, and uh, we'll see you in Indy. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urge. Report! Tom the Goat Brady says rumors about him coming back to the NFL again are completely untrue. He says to prove it, he just adopted two kittens. How can he come back to the NFL if he has to take care of two kittens? I swear, that was his defense. Now, here's a story about an NFL player that's not about guns, drunk driving, domestic violence, or anything bad. In fact, it's a really good story. It's Minnesota Vikings wide receiver K.J. Osborne. He was in Austin, Texas doing some training uh, this week, and while returning home in an Uber, he witnessed a bad car crash. He and his friends got out. They were able to get the guy out of the car while it was on fire and saved a man's life. Scary moment for former Los Angeles Dodger Justin Turner, who now is a Boston Red Sox. Did you know that? Because I didn't, but then again, I don't really follow baseball all that closely. Now, during a spring training game, they were playing the Detroit Tigers, and he got drilled in the face by a pitch. They say no real damage was done other than he was a bloody mess. He's all swollen, and he had to get 16 stitches in his face. He'll be fine. Back on the field in no time. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm Stretch. It's time to rant. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the footage from Tucker Carlson. Here's what I know about Tucker Carlson. He's a righty. And he says a lot of uh, stuff that at times is inflammatory. I like the guy. I think he does a pretty damn good job. And it's crazy that this dude got access that none of us have seen before of the January 6th, quote, insurrection, which many, many, many people, including myself, looked at before and was like, that wasn't really an insurrection. An insurrection is people trying to overthrow the government. That looked like a protest where some knuckleheads got out of hand and they should have been accounted for, and they were. However, one of the knuckleheads that was a high-profile dude after that happened was the guy that they called the uh, QAnon shaman. And we saw that guy, and he was a poster child for the insurrection. They showed him inside. And now Tucker Carlson showed video of this dude being not only led into the Capitol by the police, the Capitol Police, but then escorted all around the Capitol. He was never running around wild or being destructive. He was followed with the police. They were escorting him. And you're like, wait a minute, that guy's in jail right now for three and a half years as an insurrectionist against the United States of America being treated treated like an enemy of the state. How are you an enemy of the state when you were granted access by the police and led around by the police? This is crazy. And and here's what's nuts about this. The the Democrats used this throughout the primaries, or I'm, I'm sorry, the midterms, and they used it. They're insurrectionists, they're violent, they're this, they're that, and they're trying to paint Trump as this guy that orchestrated the whole thing. When really, if you look at the real video, and they sat on this video, they had this video too. And they never released this. Now we got a Republican who is the Speaker of the House because Nancy Pelosi finally got put out to pasture when they lost in the midterms. And guess what happened? This guy gave Tucker Carlson all the footage. Said, here you go, 41,000 hours of footage. Is there damage? Is there people doing bad stuff? Yes. 
but is there a lot of stuff where we're like, wow, we really wish we would have saw this before? Why wasn't it released? It wasn't released for political purposes because the left was weaponizing the media as they've been doing for years now and most people fail to acknowledge that. And I'll tell you, myself even, I saw anybody that stormed the Capitol and went inside and started being destructive, they deserve to go to jail. But outside of that, that was a peaceful protest of a lot of people that were pissed off that didn't like the outcome of the election and as an American, that's your right to do. It wasn't an insurrection. It never was an insurrection. It was a bunch of people that were pissed off about the election. Nothing more than that. Yet there's a hell of a lot of people sitting in prison now because of this. And I'm telling you, go look it up. It's all over. And and what's crazy to know about this too is all of the right people, the, the Republicans who are furious that Tucker Carlson released this, which says to me that they are in cahoots with the left, that the absolute powers that be aren't always Democrat or Republican. They're powers that be. And they all want power. And I think they're afraid of Trump too. And everyone's trying to demonize the dude on this. And I think you should look at this video. It's eye-opening. I'm a guy that was honestly like, well, they they wouldn't have got put in prison if there wasn't evidence. Well, where was this video evidence for their defense? Oh, yeah, no, we were let in by the police. Really? Where's the video? Oh, we don't have that. Well, now they do have it, and they did have it. And they lied, and they lied, and they lied, and they lied, and they continue to lie. And it's got me pissed off and over it. The whole thing has got me pissed off and over it. So let's get into this. It's Tucker Carlson. He's supposed to do more of it this week, so I I highly uh, recommend that you watch it. See what the hell's going on. It's just freaking nuts, man. It's just nuts. Here's another one that I saw, and this is, I like this study. It was done in Sweden, and they got a bunch of people that got COVID during the time, and they did follow-up health on them, and they found out that 84.2% of people who had got COVID-19 and survived it are still dealing with medical effects two years later. And then later in this study, it says the reason we don't have uh, news like that in America is because we're not doing studies like that because America's trying to hide that fact. America's lying to you. The government is lying to you and lying to you and lying to you, and they're not going to stop lying to you. They got a taste of how easy it is to betray the sheeple, and they're just running wild with it. Now, in that same study, and I do like this, being a guy, remember, I got vaccinated. I willful, willingly got vaccinated because the diabetes and the high blood pressure and all that crap I have. I'm like, well, if I get it, I'm probably going to croak. So I got the vaccination. I've never gotten COVID. I'm, uh, my daughter and I are the only ones in my household. My wife got it. My son got it. And they were vaccinated. But most people that I know that got it uh, were vaccinated. Now, the people that I personally know, and this is no experiment this is my own thing the people i know they got vaccinated and got covid got a less severe version of covid and i know even with uh one of my family members in their house one was vaccinated one was not they both got covid and the one that wasn't vaccinated got really sick and they go into that in here too say about half of long covid patients who were on sick leave at four months after getting covid we're still on sick leave two years later. 
This is in Sweden. And they say the reason we don't have this, like I said, in America is because they're not doing any follow-up studies because they don't want anybody to know. And a lot of these people that got it were vaccinated. However, they say the vaccinated did better in health and they did better in long COVID conditions than non-vaccinated people. And that's in this study, too. And it's from Sweden. I'm thinking they're less full of crap than the American government. If the American government put this out, I'd be like, yeah, and it would also be heavily slanted towards the vaccinated people. So anyway, they're saying they needed to, to establish routines for long-term follow-up throughout the world. But I did not know. Two years later, people still battling with long COVID symptoms. And I got a feeling we got a lot of that going on here in America. And we're just not, we're just not talking about it because that doesn't fit the narrative of the vaccine. Everybody, if they're two years old or not, just keep vaccinated and keep vaccinated and keep vaccinated. And that's terrifying to me. Like I said, if you don't have a condition, I'm all for you not getting vaccinated. If you got one, I would advise getting it. But what do I know? I'm not an effing doctor. It's insane. Watch Tucker Carlson. Watch more of these videos coming out of the stuff that they say happened to what really happened. And also, another thing that's come out in these stories is that when they released the January 6th videos of the original, quote, insurrection, a producer for ABC News took what was just video. If you have surveillance video at your work or anything, you've ever looked at the video, there's there's no audio. 90% of those things don't have audio. Well, the ABC News producer dubbed in screams and made them more traumatic for their reality show, which was called the fake January 6th insurrection. And they peppered those up, and that's what these committees saw, and that's what the people saw, which is another violation of the trust of me and the government. You took a left-wing producer and you zapped up the coverage to make it worse? But make it more scary and ominous? That's insulting and terrifying, too. That also came out from the Tucker Carlson report. So watch up on this. Make up your own mind. I'm not telling you how to think one way or the other, but I know this has opened my eyes a lot to the January uh, 6th insurrection, which I never thought was an insurrection in the first place. Now I know it wasn't. So go check it out. I'm Stretch. I'm fired up. It's the big four nine. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. If you listen to our moto, if you listen to our supercross coverage on Saturdays, we take that show and turn it into a vlog and it's put on our website at thebig49.com. You can go over there and watch the show. You can listen to the show live and you can also hear the dumb things people say on that show. Like Moto Man, who says he's ready to race AJ Cantanzaro because he thinks AJ is a slouch. He thinks AJ's out there sandbagging when he gets into these Supercross events. And he says, Glenn Helen, five laps. AJ, bring it on. We're waiting to hear back from him. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. Two days in a row I got this song. You know, it's good times. We're talking about strippers. I love a scripper. This is my What the Florida story of the day. This happened last week. There's a stripper down Clearwater, Florida. She, her name is uh, Tierra Miller. She's 29 years old. She works at the Baby Doll Strip Club there, Clearwater, Florida. She was hooking up and dating the bouncer there, the security guard. 
they say for six months they had been dating. And then they broke up last week. Well, now they're at work. They both work at the strip club still. It's their job. She's up there stripping. And uh, this dude's doing his security job. And at one point, they say he walked across the club to talk to another co-worker of theirs. I'm sorry, he walked across the stage. She happened to be on stage at the time. And she reached in somewhere. I don't know if she pulled it out of her hooses or what, but she pulled out a big old roll of cash that was bound up in a rubber band. And she bashed him in the head with it. Bashed him right up beside the head with a roll of cash. Now, personally to me, she threw it. She didn't hold it in her hand and hit him with it like it was a weapon. She threw it like it was a weapon. And he pressed charges. And she is now in trouble. She's now up on all kinds of uh, misdemeanor domestic battery charges for throwing money. She also apparently got his cell phone and damaged it too because she was pissed off. I think if a chick throws some money at you and you call the police, that's kind of a bitch-like man thing to do. At that point, you're like, you crazy bitch. You're open to call her that at that point because that's what she's being. Can't hit her back or do anything. You're just like, I would pick up the cash and be like, thanks. She threw this at me, hit me in the head. I just took it. But here she is going to jail. She's big time. They say she's been arrested in the past for reckless driving, marijuana possession, driving without a license. They ran her whole record because she threw a roll of money at her ex-boyfriend who she's pissed at. Now, I don't know if he cheated on her or why they broke up. It doesn't say in the story. They're also saying in the article, I think they're trying to um, degrade the beautiful stripper. And they're saying it was probably all ones. It was probably a roll of $1 bills she threw at him, rolled up in a rubber band. That's not nice. Strippers got big dollars, too. They do uh, lap dances in the back for hundreds of dollars. So I don't know. I, I I think this is this dude's in the wrong here. You dated a stripper. You think a stripper's not crazy? All strippers are crazy. You knew she was crazy when you hooked up with her. And the sex is probably amazing because she's crazy. But here you are uh, calling the popo because the crazy stripper that you were banging got mad after you broke up and threw money at you and you call the police that's some bitch like stuff right there yeah if you're in love with a stripper you gotta anticipate craziness and just walk away just let it beat me i can see going to the boss and going hey man she just threw money at me it's not cool all right i'll talk to her and she does it again fire her but she doesn't need to go to jail no police are not needed for this crime and i'll bet you when the uh police call came to Hey, we got a situation at the strip club that the 5-0 came with all effing sirens on and rolling because they won't come for any other reason. Can't get the police to show up to anything nowadays. They're like, yeah, we're not arresting anybody. If you told them a stripper threw money at somebody and we need you, we wee, 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 like 35 cop cars there. If you're like, yeah, I was out in the parking lot and a homeless guy attacked me and stabbed me with a shank, they'd be like, yeah, F you. We're not coming out there. We don't deal with homeless. Am at first. <laughs> All right, coming up next. I have man. I'm trying to power through this. I am still ill, guys. Bear with me. Up next, let's talk about China. How do you get a workaround when the Chinese government goes to your basically home shopping channels, these live streams, and says uh, if you show women in lingerie now, we're shutting you down and you're going to go to jail. So there's a workaround. We'll talk about it next. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ.
Yesterday I was on the Instagram and I saw a post by Jeremy McGrath that was a clip of him back in the day doing some freestyle riding with some of his friends. And his friends got to be like the biggest names in F and Moto at that time and legends of the game at this point in time. Let's see, we had Jeremy McGrath in the video, we had Metzger in there, Ricky Carmichael, Ryan Hughes, all these dudes just out riding, doing some freestyle, having fun, filming it, I'm sure, on VHS, and it was crazy stuff from back in the day. You want to check it out, get over to Mr. McGrath's Instagram account and check it for yourself. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big four nine. It's a stretch show here on a hump day. Trying to get through this week. Trying to get myself back to better. It is hard when you can't get sleep because there's um, people working on your house and you're working overnights on top of it. It is not easy, man. I will get through. I will live. I will be here on Saturday for the Supercross coverage, which will start two hours before the gate drops. The gate's going to drop at 4 p.m. once again. It's going to be from Indianapolis, Indiana. And a 4-9 will be there on the radio, covering the whole thing. All right, let's get into my next story. What do you do when you're in Chicken to China, the Chinese chicken, and you've got home shopping channels. They're like live streams, and you sell women's lingerie. It's very popular. you got a billion people over there. you got some horny little Chinese people. They want to get some lingerie. Women like lingerie. Dudes like lingerie. And dudes really like watching the home shopping channel that's got lingerie chicks wearing lingerie so they can sell it. Well, the Chinese government says it's perversion and porn. And if you show women wearing lingerie on your live stream of your little home shopping channel, you're not only going to get shut down, they're going to pull the plug in your stream, they're going to come and arrest you. So you think, I guess, all right, we're just going to lay it up with uh, like on some material or put it on a mannequin. No, now he's got dudes wearing it. Not even kidding. I don't know. Uh, honest to God, I do not know. The I, I am ignorant on. I don't know if China are they anti-homosexual in China. Is that is that a okay or not okay? Like I, I do not know. I know they're anti-human rights, but they're using these dudes, and these dudes are wearing lingerie, and people are some. And then the comments are: these guys look better in the lingerie than the women did, <laughs> which is not a good thing. If you're a guy, uh, are you, like I'm a model, what do you do? I model lingerie. Oh, really? Okay. But that's what they're doing, and apparently it's working well, and they're still selling it. A lot of people are stepping up and saying this is just another way that China takes away from women, and it's taking jobs away from women, and they're giving it to men. And for the record, the lingerie live stream shopping business over in China is $700 billion this year. That's crazy. Yeah, so the workaround is dudes wearing lingerie, and they've been doing it since December. First guy to do it, people started making fun of him, and then now they're like, wait a minute, now they're all doing it. Guys running around in lingerie. Now it's even uh, uh, more of a... I would say it's still a perversion. I would say it's now... Uh, they're now like... It's a transgender thing. That's why I wondered if China did not have issues with uh, homosexuals. I do not know. Say male broadcasters modeling traditionally female products is something they've been doing. In fact, over in China, there is a man who is the, what they call, lipstick king in China. He does all the lipstick modeling. Because apparently, I don't know, you can't show women with lipstick on either. It's, it's porn. Pretty crazy.
Aren't you glad you live in America? Sure, our government lies to us too, but at least they let us uh, do whatever we want and watch porn. My God. This is horrible. I got a stripper going to jail in America for throwing money at her ex-boyfriend. That's a travesty of justice. I got women camp model lingerie in China. What is happening to the world? It's going crazy. All right, coming up next, let's talk about a lady. Well, shut up at a house. She broke in. She assaulted the homeowner with a frying pan. Things went downhill for her after that. Talk about it next. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Time to look at the championship point standings for the 450 class. And as we hit the halfway point of the season, you've got a three-way point leader battle going on between Eli Tomac at number one with 186, Cooper Webb in second with 181, and Chase Sexton in third with 178 points. And it kind of ends there for the championship battle. After that, Jason Anderson is in no man's land in fourth at 148 points, but still not in title contention, yet 10 points ahead of the next rider to him, and that's Ken Roxon. And there you got a little bit of a dogfight with Roxon, Plessinger, and Barsha at six, seven, and eight, with 138, 135, and 132 points each. Then it really falls off to number eight and Christian Craig, just breaking the 100 point line. Gotta tell you, the biggest surprise in the entire 450 point system is that RJ Hampshire, with just one race ever on a 450, is at a tie for 25th with Malcolm Stewart, who had three races under his belt this season before he got injured, and by everyone's standards was having a really good year, yet he's tied with RJ Hampshire, who had just one race. That's how great RJ did in his debut race. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show coming at you on a hump day, man. Let's get into this fun story. I said I was going to do it, then I ended up having to run Eli Tomac. But it's out of Virginia, not out of Florida. We got a 35-year-old woman. Her name is Paula Locklear, no relation to Heather. Shows up at a house, banging on the door, and she finds the door open and just lets herself in. The guy that's at home in another part of the house hears the noise. He's like, what's going on? So he comes in and he finds Miss Locklear naked in his kitchen. He says, what are you doing in my house? She grabs a frying pan and bops him upside the head and then swings it, hits him again. He manages to grab her and shove her out the door and then he locks the door. While she's still outside, armed with a frying pan, going crazy, beating on his house and telling him she's going to kill him if he doesn't get out of her house. Yeah, her house. Not her house, by the way. It's his house. All this goes down in a town called Austinville, Virginia. Uh, At that point, after the lady is beating on the door trying to get back in, she's now bashing the crap out of his door trying to get back into his house where she says she's going to kill him. He just shoots her through the window of the door. Bam! Pulls his gun, goes and gets his gun. He should have came down with his gun in the first place. And he shot her in the leg. She went down. He called 911. They showed up. They found her with a gunshot wound to the leg and are pressing no charges on the homeowner. Yeah, she had already beat him with a frying pan 
and then was beating his house trying to get back in. He feared for his life, and he shot her. Naked and all. Naked lady. What do you do? You walk in your living room, you find a naked lady. Trust me, the naked lady you find in your in your living room or in your kitchen in the middle of the night that just broke to your house, that's going to be Tweaker Betty, and you don't want to see her naked. What do you do? You, you run and hide, or you call the police, or you shoot her if she's armed. If she's got a fry pan, she's attacking you. He could have shot her then. I just don't think he got his gun. I think he went and got the gun and came back and shot her. Yeah, beating on that same door she just made previous entry into. That's when he discharged his firearm through the door, struck her in the leg. She was taken to the hospital, treated for the gunshot wound, and then transported to the Carroll County Jail, where she's currently being held without bond, pending her arraignment. They're trying to get her an attorney, too. Police are clear. Homeowner will not be charged. I like that. You come in somebody's house and attack them with a frying pan all naked and crazy. Uh, you're going to get shot. Most homes in America. And I got to say, that's protection. Like, why do I... I don't need to get hit with a frying pan before I shoot you in my house would be... Like, you're in my house and you're not supposed to be there. Pop, pop. Goes down that easy. Man. I have got to grind through this crap and get out of here. I gotta go do my other job now. What fun is that? All right, we got more craziness. This one's funny. Something happened in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon, the insane, insane West Coast state of Oregon and the crap they're doing, not being tough on crime, defunding the police and allowing just all hell. I don't know if you've seen Portland, Oregon used to be beautiful, the Rose City. Now it is a crap hole of drug addicts and homeless vagrant pieces of crap everywhere and it's the fault of the elected politicians who didn't want to do anything about it well somebody's doing something about it as much as they can it's walmart we'll talk about it next i'm stretch it's the big four nine el gordo in la mañana is grandes all right big four nine i talk about it all the time all these big cities that defunded the police, had to go back and refund the police, but yet don't prosecute crime. They allow shoplifting. They allow any petty crime. In Washington, we talked about a new ordinance where they're not allowed to chase criminals unless they've committed like a murder or a violent crime. And these guys stole an ATM and the police said they couldn't chase them, so they followed them as close as they could and wrote their license plate number down and then turned around. It's insane. That should not be happening. This should not be okay. So what do you do? Your business is just getting ripped off and ripped off and ripped off, and the police won't even come. If you call them and say, hey, we got shoplifters, they're like, yeah, F you. Shoplifting's not illegal. If you steal less than $900 worth of stuff in anywhere in Los Angeles, it's not Ill- It's totally legal. Just go in and steal some. They will not arrest you. So store security may try and stop you, but... You're not going to get charges pressed on you. I promise you that. Walmart said, you know what? This is ridiculous. We're closing both of our stores in Portland, Oregon, and 600 workers are going to be out of a job. And they say this is 100% to do with the record-breaking thefts happening in their stores in these Democrat-led cities. So they are permanently closing two stores. Now, people in that town are screwed. The residents of Portland who aren't, 
thieving criminal homeless bastards. They're screwed. Even the thieves are screwed because now they don't they gotta let less place to steal from. I always think there's no crime when it's committed against a large corporation. Those large corporations, Walmart is the cheapest place you can shop. People are hurting for money. We got inflation through the roof. People need places like Walmart right now. It's like a almost you have to shop there. Do the dollar store. I'll go to the dollar store and get all kinds of things. Everything I can buy at the dollar store, I will not get at the grocery store and I'll go to the dollar store. I'm trying to save a buck like everyone else right now. And when Walmart packs up and leaves your town because the authorities are not stopping people from stealing from them and they're like, we can't afford this anymore. We have to leave. All of our profits are walking out our door and your police and your city are doing nothing about it. F you, we're closed. And that's what happened. Stores will be officially shuttered March 24th. And a lot of people are pissed off about it. Well, fix your elected officials. Maybe Walmart will come back. They say that they're citing the uncertainty is the reason they're closing down these stores. And they're the last two remaining Portland Walmarts. They'd already closed down the others. Yeah, they say decision was made after a careful review of the overall performance, meaning how much profit are we making? Oh, we're not making a profit because so much crap is getting stolen? Yeah. They say employees will have the option to transfer to other locations outside the city, but that's very, very far away. And those that don't are, will be terminated permanently. It sucks for those employees. I don't want to see anybody lose their job, but what you got to do when the city won't stop thieving bastards inside of a Walmart? Shout out to Walmart, too, for doing the right thing. Probably should have done that a long time ago. All right, let's get out of here. Coming up next, let's talk to Cooper Webb, and then we'll bounce. It's the Big 4-9. Ah, Big 4-9. Stretch show. Time to get up out of here. Not a moment too soon for me. I have got to go take some more tussing. Get my tussing on. Get my sleep on, I hope. I hope I can get some sleep. Or I'm going to end up with pneumonia and dead by the time this is all said and done. COVID didn't kill me. My wife did by not letting me sleep while I'm deathly ill. Doing three jobs while I'm deathly ill. Not helping me either. But I do need to sleep when I'm not working, and I'm not getting that right now with the work going on in my house. But nobody gives an F, so if I die, I die. All right, let's uh, pack this bitch up. That's what I'm going to do. Tomorrow, I'm hopefully feeling better. Hopefully, I will do a better show. I do apologize. Today is a lackluster show in Stretch's eyes. But you got to do what you got to do. And you got to just get something out there so we can get to the next day. And tomorrow, I'll be back at it again. Hopefully, I'll be feeling better and I'll have a, a better performance. I'm the Eli Tomac of this crap, and I turned in my Tampa performance. What, fifth, sixth overall, Tampa? That's what I turned in. I think I wiped out in turn two. I think Justin Barsha uh, swung me out, dirty dog me. Maybe it was Jason Anderson. I couldn't even see who hit me. I got discombobulated so bad. That's what happened to me this week bad week but you know what happens you have a bad week you keep riding you got next week and then you do better i got another show this week i got the thursday and the friday show to do better so i'm gonna get up shake off the dirt get back on the bike keep riding like a mofo because that's what we do here we ride bitches uh, shout out to the crew moto man 
Jason from HYR, Bookie Kyle. We'll all be back at it Saturday. The Stretch Show podcast is out there. Go get your podcast on anywhere podcasts are served. Might want to skip this one. And the vlogs are on the website, thebig49.com. We got a lot of crap out there, man. So I thank you for listening to us. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. I will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America. 